Welcome to the wide, wide world of magic. That's right. This is an episode of the podcast known as Magic the Amateuring to people who listen to it. To people who don't listen to it, it's known as what? It's known as what is that you're listening to and what are those two crazy people babbling about? Are these wizards? Exactly. Yes. And the answer is yes. Yes. We are 100% pure wizard goodness. In case you were wondering what wizards are, I feel like I'm not equipped to give you an entire history of wizardry. Yeah, it's a long and storied history. It's very varied as well. Yeah, it is. Like, you have so many varieties of wizard. Like, for instance, I'm the kind of wizard that wears a pointy hat and boils children in a cauldron. Yeah. Uh, and I'm but like, but that could be diff- totally different. Yeah, I'm like old old school like storybook wizard like of the Merlin variety. Oh yeah, you um, trap. There are dragons trapped under the castle exactly, fighting. Exactly, there's and dragons. Stand. Uh, basically, I only talk to kings and queens. So yeah. unless you've got mm-hmm. some title, don't bother phoning me up for some help. But you know, just like we are two parts of the spectrum there are many different kinds of wizards there's your herbal wizards that like find fields field greens and make them into potions absolutely there's your classic harry potter wizard yeah where you go to school there's your classic crystals wizard that practices in a strip mall and will cure you of your ailments with a diamond whatever kind of wizard you are or aren't we welcome you to listen to our show So welcome on today's wizard-tastic episode. We're going to talk about just a whole grab bag of goodies. Yes, we are. Uh, first, we're going to start off by talking about World. Yeah, World, the World Championships. Just happened this past weekend. We had front row seats. We were there oh, yeah. in the building where it happened. Megan had the most of all front row seats being literally at the table. I was literally where they're sitting playing. at a table where someone won $100,000 playing a game of magic. Wild. Okay. It was nuts. <laughs> We'll get into that, as well as upcoming fun stuff this weekend, and that's called U.S. Nationals. That's right. Nationals are coming up, and if you would like to be the person who goes to freaking France. Freaking France. Freaking France to represent the entire United States uh, at the World Magic Do you want to slap yourself in the face of the croissant every morning? Well, get battling. Do you not know how to eat breakfast? (laughs) I don't know if I'm doing it wrong. I just throw all the foods on my face and hope. (laughs) Yeah, there's... Uh, we'll talk about like how you could be structuring that process oh, okay, differently okay, sure. uh, to maybe experience more uh, success. I just want to tell you that a bana- if a banana isn't meant to just be smashed across my gob, I don't know what I'm doing because that is shaped like a slapping mechanism. I'm not going <laughs> to let you talk about that anymore. <laughs> okay. Instead, I'm going to change Fair the enough. subject. Fair enough. Uh, we're also going to be talking about one of our new favorite Twitter oh, accounts. yes. Rose Waterstone. If you don't know what that is, you're about to find out. Yeah, we've got questions from the mailbag coming up. But before we do any of that goodness, is my personal favorite part of the show every week because we get to say thank you to the people who make this show actually happen. That's right. And that is you. People who listen and contribute via Patreon.com slash MTAcast. Uh, it is there that you can donate, which is where you donate a dollar. <laughs> You can dollar Nate. You can dollar Nate. Dollar Nate. As little as a dollar an episode, uh, and it means absolutely the world to us. Um, we, you know, we we put in time, we put in work, we put in planning. Even though sometimes you might listen to an episode and say, "Dear God, I hope that wasn't planned." <laughs> it was. It was. Believe it. It or not. was planned. <laughs> um, <laughs> We've got a lot of people who are jumping up and joining our family every month. But every month, of course, we also have people who fall off, and it's totally up to you. You know how much you give, when you give, when you decide to stop, when you decide to potentially start again or start for the first time. So it's a constant flux. And so if you're like, "Hey, they're doing fine." We're looking to get up to 600 patrons on Patreon. It shouldn't be that hard. We're we're pretty so close. close. We're so freaking close. Come join the family if you've been on the fence. Get in. We'll hold Thanksgiving for you. That's right. We'll have a reunion that isn't uncomfortable. <laughs> wow, that is quite a claim. But I, I'm here to back that claim up because we will have like a popcorn station. We'll have a turkey a bouncy station. Castle. We'll have a bouncy castle. We'll have a wizard. We'll have Which a- kind? <laughs> You've got You're it. just going to have to show up to find, to find out. out. <laughs> Something for everyone at the MTA Cast Family Reunion, patreon.com slash MTA Cast. Another member of the MTA Cast family is. Wait, no, what? Yeah, Fun. I guess. Another member of the MTA Cast family is cardkingdom.com. Cardkingdom.com slash MTA Cast is a 
fantastic place to pick up boosters, to pick up cards, to pick up anything that you need delivered within a like absurdly short amount of time. Yeah. Because it will be packaged and delivered to you before you can say, woo. You know what? I don't know how they do it. I want to I don't want to speculate that they have, you know, drones that are flying at the speed of light through teleportation. That's right. Technology to get your order to you. Maria, I need you to clarify whether the drones are flying or teleporting because those are two different things. What happens, Megan, is the drone flies into a teleportation hole and then flies oh, out the okay, other gotcha. side to your house. I now understand. Yeah, Card Kingdom is really on the forefront of this kind of technology, and they're just great people. If you go to Reddit, if you follow the MTG subreddit, which if you don't, it's a place to check out, you know, current stuff that's hap- hap- happening in the magic world. There's quite a few of them. Yeah. Um, but the main one is just um, slash magic TCG. Also a place to just scream into the void sometimes. <laughs> yeah, sometimes. <laughs> but that's neither you here nor there. Go there on your own. Like, you know, use your own judgment. But yep. what I wanted to say is that there's the positive post that you find there a lot of them are about card kingdom like either how fast their shipping Mm -hmm. was or some amazing token that somebody drew them and included an order i just want to point out that somebody requested a token a vehicle token of a wheelchair for their kid and car kingdom drew it up and sent it with the order i mean like give me a break they're just so great so we're really happy to have them as a partner on our show and we hope that you utilize utilize them as well through this link, cardkingdom.com slash MTACast. And if you ask for one of our stickers in the comments, yeah. you'll get an MTA sticker as well. It's cool. Let's recreate that sticker art right now. <laughs> <laughs> you can see what my hair looked like literally three years ago. Nailed it. <laughs> It's me. I'm the mail person. Oh, that's nice. Do you have mail for me? I do. I have got a sack full of mail. And Why did you not put it in the goddamn mailbox? <laughs> because I looked in that's through. That's what it's here I for. I looked in through your window and I saw that you were inside your house and I wanted to Creepy. give it to you personally. Do you know what? Sometimes um, the the guy who the postman who delivers stuff at my apartment complex, um, if I have like a package or something, he will actually knock on my door. And then he also, because I'm very bad at checking my mail, will open up all the mail, like open up the mailbox and also give me all of my mail that I've been neglecting to get out of the mailbox. That's nice. I always this is such a treat. Sometimes I'll see them like coming up my steps because I'm out there on my porch with my cats. Yeah. I'm like, hello, how are you? And it just feels very kind of, you know, 1950s. Exactly. It's very neighborhood neighborhoody oh, anyway cool. hello if you're Anyways. if you're a patron of a show we will uh you know you can show up on our our doorstep and ask us questions and our doorstep is discord that's right uh we have a mailbag section of our discord chat and uh we're gonna answer a couple of questions coming our way from that mailbag today all right so if you're a patron you have access to this here we have a question uh from somebody whose name i don't want to try and pronounce zaza olb Tell me anything about sideboarding. I'm trying to level up in that area. When? How? You know, sideboarding... Great question, is, first of all. ...can be very tough. Yeah. Um, and I think that one of the best things that you can do... First of all, sideboarding happens um, after you play a game one. Yep. That's when you can sideboard. You can sideboard for game two, and then if there's a game three, you can sideboard for a game three as well. If you well. happen to be in the top eight or top four of a major magic tournament, you sideboard after game two. <laughs> That's right. Uh, we're about to talk about the world championship yeah. where there are five. In that case, that is best of five, yeah. and you play the first two without your sideboard, but most of the time. Most of the time. Most of the time, uh, you're going to be sideboarding after game one, and what you're trying to do is now that you have played a game and you maybe know some of uh, your weaknesses in the matchup mm-hmm. you're going to try and make your deck a little bit better uh against what you're playing against yeah so one way to feel more comfortable with this is if you're playing something like draft it's a different experience but if you're playing something like a standard or constructed format is having a little knowledge of the decks that are prevalent in the meta game and what that means is the meta game decks that are out there in the format that other people might be playing so you know what they're up to yeah so uh say that you are playing modern for instance um and you're playing like a you're playing like maria's boggles deck oh yeah Um, great choice and you're you know that you're playing against affinity well there's going to be cards in your sideboard that are specifically very good against affinity and modern's a great example because modern usually has of those 15 spots you're going to dedicate a few spots to each of the different kind of big decks in modern right um 
And those are a little less fluid than the ones in standard because, you know, yeah, it's they a stick, format around that sticks around for a, little a while. Bit more. So you kind of know. Standard, always changing, but you can always use your best guess yeah. by heading to your FM or like if you are looking at tournament results, mm-hmm. that sort of thing. You can say, oh, look, a lot of people won by playing Team or Energy. Well, what could I put in my sideboard that would be good to help my deck beat that deck exactly and it can be very tricky i would say you know we've been playing for five years now yeah and sideboarding and constructed matches are still one of the most difficult things that i do um and i think one of my best experiences of it was when i played uh the black white control deck like last year yeah um and i just literally you know there's pros out there playing these decks yeah um and a lot of them write for websites so you can just google the name of a pro that you know recently did well at a tournament with the deck and then and then see if they wrote yeah like they'll write an article about it like channel fireball has these this one was on tcg player has all this like information all this good quality like written content about uh what do i need to be doing and i literally just took i want to say it was like seth mansfield or something like that and i literally just took like his what recommendations he because he broke it down by yeah. match. He was like, here's one of the decks. Here's what you take out. Here's what you put in. Here's the next deck. Here's what you take out. Here's what you put in. And I wrote it down and you cannot look at notes during a game, but you can look at, say you wrote yourself a sheet of notes of what you take in and what you put in and what you take out. Yep. You can look at that page. Absolutely. While between, you're sideboarding. Between games. Yeah. yeah. It's 100% legal. Don't let anybody tell you it's not. It really is. That's um, right. And like, like you said, I will look. Craig Wesco 100% always writes a sideboard yep. guide. And so that's wonderful. And it's a matter of opinion, too. It's not a fact, right? Nothing yeah. is set in stone. Like at the World Championships, we know that people were talking about sideboarding in standard, like the after day one, going into day two. They were still talking about it. And the teams didn't all, like people yeah, had teamed they and tested together. Agree. Didn't agree. So, yep. you know, it's you only, can disagree with those notes. It is not an exact science. Okay. And it's totally, totally fine. Now, if you're talking about limited, um, you know, that's something where it's case by case basis, obviously, yeah. depending on your deck and what you've managed to pick up during the draft. It's a case for not hate drafting as well, uh, because like if you take a crushing canopy, that could just all of a sudden be one of the greatest cards in your deck Yeah, to beat what your opponent is doing. And you just have to kind of be reactive to what you see out there and what you think will give you a better chance in the game. Now, another level up step beyond that is being on the plane, being on the draw. Yeah, sideboarding which sometimes people will tell you and sometimes these sideboard guys that you look at people even tell you like on the play i take out this put in this and on the draw i take out this put in this and it's usually not a huge difference it'll be like two or three cards but yeah it is a thing it Absolutely. is a thing and that's something that i actually have done a literal zero percent of so yeah. it is something that uh, I, I would look at if i were going to play in a competitive standard tournament and say okay okay let me just think about this again if I'm if I'm on the player if I'm on yeah. the draw. But yeah. I think some great examples for limited cuz it is harder in limited. Yeah. Include like the the most straightforward is say you picked up something like in the current set crushing canopy which destroys an enchantment or a creature with flying. Yeah. And it's like okay, that's probably going to stay in your sideboard. Uh, but if you play against a deck then that has like a bunch of pious interdictions or has a bunch of flyers, then you're gonna be like, Hey, Whoa, I've got this great card. This is great. Or like demolish, which you're not going to put in your main deck. No, but all of a sudden they have like some really incredible artifacts. It's more of a thing in like Kaladesh, but you're gonna be like, okay, I will. Just like when you use spreading rot to get rid of like advances blasting cannons. That's right. <laughs> I did. Do you know what? Actually that spreading rot in two games did not kill advances blasting cannons at any point. I just killed my opponent with it. Oh, really? Yes, I did bring it in. <laughs> I did bring it in. That's a very questionable wow. decision, right? That card is just so narrow and so bad and kind of expensive, but so I had gotten wrecked by Vance's. Oh, God. No, yeah. Vance's is great. Vance's Blasting Cannons. That card's amazing. It's like wonderful. It's so good. I just got wrecked by it. That was probably a questionable sideboard decision. <laughs> Well, keep at it and let us know how you go with uh, advancing. Here's question number two from Zero. I am uh, just questioning how good the explore mechanic is. Is it better in limited or constructed? Great question. I love it in limited. It's a fantastic mechanic. It is great. Like one of the the biggest ways uh, to lose a game of limited is just to flood out. Flooding out. Is to draw too many lands and not enough spells. And basically with Explore, you play a creature and what it says is like, 
you're either going to get one of those lands out of the way, like you're not going to have to waste your next draw step drawing this land, or you're going to be able to do some spell selection, look at that spell that you're seeing on the top of your deck and say, is this worth it? Is it not? Right. Is it helpful? Is it not? Yeah. Like it. Mechanics like explore, which help uh, kind of smooth out your chances of flooding or mana screw are really important. And I'm happy to see they've been included in one way or another in a lot of past uh, magic sets. In standard, we have yet to see any exploring. Yeah, and I think that is in part because there's not, like, it's a very good, it's one of those construct those mechanics that's very good and limited. Yeah. But there's not a card that it's printed on that's doing anything really powerful and, and constructed right, right. right now. So we'll just have to wait and see. I do believe that Merfolk Branchwalker's name has been floated <laughs> by yeah. somebody we know as being like, maybe I play this in my Merfolk deck and that card does explore. Ooh, so yeah, I don't it does. know. <laughs> Yet maybe. to be seen. Um, I also, like, my only concern is that those creatures are a little bit on the smaller side yeah. because of it. And, like, it has turned out to be kind of an aggressive format. So, like, you need to be balancing the strength of your creatures, like, the actual power and toughness of them against, like, how good Explore is sometimes. Because sometimes they're just, like, too small. And they're, if you're in a race, then you might be in a bad yeah. position where it's like, oh, I really needed this to be a 3-2, but it's a 2-1. And now, like, right. Ask I'm yourself not going to win this race. And it's that's okay if it doesn't hit. Yes. Right? How bad is it for you if this just hits a land? Exactly. So, so you know. It's remains great. to I be love seen. It. But yeah, thank you so much uh, to those two questions from our mailbag. If you're a patron, that's right. You have access to the Discord chat and you can just go into the section titled mailbag and drop your question in the hat. Where in the world is, is Carmen Magic San Diego? <laughs> Whoops. <laughs> wow. Well, where in the world was worlds? That's right. Boston, Massachusetts, the cradle of liberty. Oh, she's just across the world from Kiev to Carolina. She's a sticky fingered filter from Berlin down to, to Belize. Belize. <laughs> wow. Uh, Rockapella. Yeah, I know. I know. Sorry. But like you said it and then my brain would oh, not get yeah. rid of it. Honestly, it's still playing in there. Can I just tell you that sure. if you're somebody who has the power that show needs to come back. And if any of our listeners have the power to bring back the television show, where We're in the, the world, world is Carmen San Diego? And you might be saying, it's Maria, so true. didn't you have the power? And I would say, yeah, I guess I could have maybe put a push in for it. I don't know. You could have. It, it was, it was so good. It was so good. I could, I, I would get into it if it's if great air, but and those questions were hard. They're very hard. I remember watching it just a couple of years ago, like rewatching it because yes, I did have nothing better to do than to YouTube <laughs> old episodes of Where in the World it's is so Carmen good, San Diego though. and watch them. How do those and, like, kids know? They were so tough. Yeah. Especially when they got to like the third stage, which is the one where it's like they have to take the poles and like yeah, the and posts put them, and, and put, put them, them on the yeah, giant on the world map. map. Yeah. Like I can't imagine being a kid and being able to accomplish that. As an adult, I was like, this is tough. Do yourself a favor and go watch some old episodes of that and then get on the horn and make it happen. That's right. Um, just fantastic all around. So anyway. Good. Anyways. Magic and then they World. Had, we're, in the time, we're in time. We're in time. Yeah. Anyway. computer game. Oh, we could get into it. We really could. But, but the world championship happened yes. this past weekend, and that is nearly as exciting as <laughs> where in the world is Carmen San Diego. It was, of course, the Magic Tournament with the biggest prize purse in the history of Magic, $100,000. Three hundred total. Total, $100,000 for the Ooh, winner of the tournament. Insane. Just completely absurd. That's some cold, hard change in your pocket right there. That's right. We had the teams. Also, if you tried to have it in change, I wonder like how much... <laughs> Please give it to me and change. Anyways, I would like Who's this in nickels. <laughs> we had the finals of the team series happening, which was something we've been watching all year. So what happens is at the beginning of the season, the pros with the very first, the very um, first PT Kaladesh, Kaladesh, the pros were like, find yourself six buddies. And then this is your team for the, for the yes. year. And if you're one of the top two teams and pro points of through pro tours, you get to be here at the team series final. That's right. Uh, so the two teams facing up were Musashi, which is like just like uh, six Japanese players with some of the most incredible records. Insane. Of all time. Like Musashi led the field 
from basically the beginning. From, we were just from the beginning, like, through all the way through. They like I think already by the second PT of the season, they were leaps and bounds ahead. Yeah, there is no and way they nobody... just held that lead. They just held it at the last pro tour of the season. There was one hundred percent. I believe no way that any other team could like, catch yeah, them. Yeah, they just could not be caught. They could not be caught. Completely absurd. Yeah, so their team is just six incredible players, and yeah. I, I like had to read their slides out on the air of you know how good they did. And they, it they've was got more than a million dollars in, in combined earnings. I remember so like I I got to write a piece on so the format for that team the team series final was um Ixalan sealed. Yeah. So they broke those teams of six into two teams of three. Um, and had each of those teams of three build a team sealed pool and then they faced off against each other. And I, so I was like in there covering it. Um, and I was like, oh, I know like on Musashi, I know obviously Shota Yasuoka, who's yeah. hall of fame and Yuya Watanabe, who's very recently hall of fame. And then I was like, so that team and there it's two of them on one of the teams. Uh, and then on the other team, I was like, you know, I don't like. I don't really know of these players. Like I know one of these guys like made top eight of a pro tour this season recently. I remember seeing him and like, I went to go start typing up like the intro to this piece about their team sealed builds. Yeah. And those guys, the team of players that I was like, I'm not as familiar with them had eight pro tour top eights between them. <laughs> just ridiculous. Three players. And I was just like, well, never mind. <laughs> like I'm just an idiot. It was, it was fantastic. Team Genesis, of course, uh, is kind of the, U.S. players plus some European players getting together, yes. working it out. It's like a, it's like some international all stars as well. You've yeah. got like Brad Nelson, just an incredible like, yeah, standard constructed player, standard Slayer is what I call him. Uh, Seth Manfield, recent like two years ago, two years ago, twenty fifteen. Yep, world champ. We got Martin Dang. That's right. <laughs> like three years. He's nineteen, and this is his third year playing. No, the Mar world Martin champion. Mueller. Oh, that's right, Martin, Martin Dang, who won. Pro Tour Dragons for Yeah, Martin yeah. Mueller, Mueller is who's 19. 19 and is now on his third world championship insane. at 19. Like, what? What? Yeah, so both teams uh, super strong. They faced off. In the end, uh, it was a just a hold here if you don't want spoilers because it was actually super great to watch. They had great. to go to a tie break. That's right. So the all two the teams drama. three faced off and Genesis won the first one and Musashi won the second one. Tiebreaker. And the two sudden winning death. teams faced off. Yeah, fantastic. Go check it out. It wasn't sudden. On Twitch. <laughs> it was not. It took a while. It would be so intense. <laughs> it was like the first the first team to have a match win. Wins are just like, play faster. Yeah, everyone's just like. <laughs> In the end, Musashi was victorious um, and they were very happy about it. And just it was a great culmination because, as we said, they led the entire time. And it's kind of cool to see a team who has been out in front the whole way yeah. take the trophies home. So it was great. Speaking of people who are out in front wow, the whole way yeah. taking trophies home. No kidding. William Huey Jensen. <laughs> yeah. Just had a complete, you know. He, thra uh, he just thrashed the field. As, Let's get real. As so many people tweeted at us, Marshall <laughs> Sutcliffe. Yep. Is going to be owning a lot of nice new socks. Yes, he is. Uh, sure if you did is. not listen to last week's episode, you should. You should. It's great. Because Marshall gives a very impassioned speech about how he thinks uh, Huey's going to win. Yeah. So if you want to feel like Marshall is some kind of psychic, like mind master, go listen to the last go episode. Go listen to it. Because, Maria, like, the more I think about it, Marshall wasn't just like, because we were like, kind of like, oh, yeah, let's who, all like pick a player pick, from oh, the this field. It'll be fun. And Marshall like, was just like. four amazing players. We could have said anybody's name and it would have yes. been like yeah sure they have a chance. a chance but it's just like marshall's just like no like he's no, gonna Huey's do it he's winning he's winning he's it. gonna win it and i was like how on earth can you be so sure magic is a crazy game of variance and there's and 24 like, amazing players and he's just like no he's gonna oh, win it's so good what was it like i keep thinking about what he said like there's nothing more terrified than a determined huey jensen yeah yeah it's like well now i understand okay i get it he was going to win. He wanted to win. And he, he wanted was to win like, so bad. Yeah, he's go. won a GP. He's won a pro tour. He won something they call the master series. I don't know what that is, but now he's also a world champion. His parents were there to see him. Apparently his grandparents owned a store across the friggin' street from where he won. Um, it was just fan. It was just fantastic. Was and he's such a good guy too. Yeah. So if you were not keeping, keeping up with the news over the weekend, uh, he was the only player to go undefeated on day one. Yep. And then he can, he proceeded to also win the next, like, everything until the final two matches. He run, he was 12 and 0, at which point 
against the rest of the field. Literally, if he lost every match and matter. everyone else won every other match, everyone would still end up two matches shy of him. Insane. Just he insane. Was, the next best record was like, he was nine 12 and, and 2 at the end, and 9 and 5 was the next best record after the Swiss rounds. Yeah, just a machine. I mean, he, he and Reed and Owen, a.k.a. the Peach Garden Oath, had been testing like mad, as you will hear Marshall attest to in our previous episode, and it certainly paid off. Um, he played like a champion. Like, not only did he go 6-0 in draft, by the way, which is just a it's casual 3-0-ing a competitive pod with, like... Back-to-back. Back-to-back. No problem. There's... Oh, gosh. But, yeah. like, there are games that we can point to. One is a limited game, and one is a game, I think, the one in which he won. Yeah. Uh, the tournament in, in uh, constructed in the standard portion in the top four, which was people said they watched him play these and they're like, I have, n- you know, it's incredible. He played absolute perfect. If he didn't play the way that he played, yeah. he would not, he simply would not have won those games. Yeah. And that's it. And they were not intuitive. It was very complicated. Uh, one was, a, was an insane game of limited where he stole somebody's bellowing Aegisaur and had to use a combination. I, you know what? I got to be front row oh, to that game. God, it was great. It's like, you're in that, you, a normal human mortal is in that spot and you're like, I don't freaking know. There's 300 yeah. creatures on this battlefield. I guess I turn them all sideways. That was the one where he got, so he like hostage takered Sam Black's bellowing Aegisaur. Yeah. And then on his next turn went like pirate clasm, pirate yep. clasm. To put two counters yes. on everything, and then also just like threw a lightning strike at the Aegisaur to yep. kill it, but to put a third counter on everything. Yeah. And this game had looked like he was at like four life. Yeah. This the board was just abs- like Sam had had that Aegisaur in play for forever, so his counter creatures all all these counters on them. It was it was. I look incredible. at that board and I start to break out in hives. Yeah. And he was just like, it and was he figured those, it out. Like looking at watching it, I was just like. I don't understand how you win here, how you keep playing this game thinking there's a way out of this. No, exactly. Exactly. It's one of those games where you look at it and you're like, well, he there's no there's way. No chance. There's no way I can win this. He won with one card in his library, by the way. Oh, my God. In that game. He was down to literally a single card when he made an attack. And it like that attack wasn't lethal, but Sam had no attacks back and was dead on the swing back. No matter yeah, what. you've got to go check out that game. It's it probably great. my favorite game it's I've great. ever watched. Um, and then, of course, in the top four, playing against Javier Dominguez of Spain, uh, playing mono red. And in that game as well, it was just razor thin margin that yeah. he was able to pull out in front in that game. I mean, if you want to watch somebody just somehow make all the correct decisions ever. <laughs> yeah. Just watch if William Hughes. If you want to watch, Jensen, if you want to watch someone a- unfailingly make the right choice <laughs> 1,200 times in a row, which is impressive. Really impressive. Really impressive. You can go watch. Go watch the world championship. It's and man, great. he had great purple pants on uh, for the top four. Yeah. I didn't get to say that on coverage, but I really want to. Those pants were amazing. Yeah. Um, but yeah, fantastic tournament. Do you want, going back to that sideboarding question from earlier. Yeah. This is actually super interesting because I, so I looked at Huey's deck list. Yeah. Um, and in that game too against Sam, he played a March of the Drowned and like a Marauding Looter, which were both not in his main deck. And it's like, oh yes. So obviously like one Marauding Looter is a little bit bigger and both of those generate card advantage. Yeah. So his creatures are smaller. But he knows against this big green, like green white deck, he's going to need to like have more, get more value out of everything that he's doing. Yeah, that's a good point. So that's a really good example Mm -hmm. of sideboarding. Yeah, fantastic uh, worlds. Of course, everybody there, congratulations to them for making it. There it is. The hardest and most exclusive tournament to qualify for. And super exciting to be able to be there amongst the the greatest players of the game. Yeah. yeah, I don't know. Do you have a, a overall highlight of the weekend? Oh man, just gonna spring that one on you. Yeah, that's so tough. I don't even know. Was it eating a puke flavored jelly bean? No, it wasn't. It really a hundred percent wasn't. I didn't eat a puke flavored. Oh, jelly yours bean. was dirty. That socks. was you. Yeah, I did eat a dirty socks flavored jelly bean. Also, not the highlight. Yeah, we ate. We played a game of Bean Boozled uh, with bad and good jelly beans. Um, uh, it's bad. It's uh, I did eat a great cannoli. I ate two. Oh cannolis. yeah, those cannolis were great. Oh boy, I really like cannoli, and it's really hard to find great cannoli. We went to the cannoli place. The cannoli place. The cannoli in place. Boston. 
It's great. We saw some history. We yeah. saw Paul Revere's house and grave. So full full circle on Paul Revere's <laughs> life. <laughs> we just, just the whole thing. The whole thing. The whole thing. Yep, all the way around. We saw John Hancock's grave, which is every bit as ostentatious as his signature yeah, compared course. to those around it. Of course. It has to be. That's how he do. Yep. Anyway, if you uh, are a fan of the team series and everything like that, uh, Pro Tour Ixalan is going to be the kickoff coming up uh, here in just a few weeks will be the start of the second ever uh, Pro Tour team series. That's so you right. can just watch it from the beginning and follow it from the beginning and see if anybody could ever possibly catch Musashi. And um, yeah. Yeah. So yeah, there you go. <laughs> Worlds. Worlds. Well, if you want to end up as part of a giant tournament of magic and speaking words like je suis, then maybe you could check out nationals. Je suis means I am. Very good. Megan's studying French. I am. Give me a sentence you learned recently. Oh, man. Um, oh, God, you can't do this. Oh, wait. <laughs> this is this is actually um, one of my favorite ones that for some reason... Uh, I'm I'm just using Duolingo. Okay. This is my favorite one that it keeps giving me. It's done it like three times, which is um, oh god, hold on, let me look it up. <laughs> Megan, I uh, screenshotted it. Good old, good old French. I'm gonna get part of it wrong otherwise. Don't worry. Is it the one? Tu manges comme un cochon, which is you eat like a pig. <laughs> it is. It has made me practice that sentence no less than four times. You need to know how to say that in France. And also, uh, je suis désolé. I am sad. <laughs> Just because when you're in France, you wear a beret. You're, it's very ennui. You know, you wear the striped shirt in front of the Eiffel Tower, smoke a cigarette. Yeah. Remember all your past loves. That's just what you do. <laughs> That's just um, what you do. Uh, God. All right. Yeah, no. I'm just too, right? The real problem is that I'm like too self-conscious about yeah. how poorly I pronounce French words. That's why you have to drink when you learn a language. Yeah. <laughs> Maria's advice. Ding! <laughs> anyway. Yeah. So U.S. Nationals are qualifying you for the, uh, it's not the World Championship, but the World, the Magic, world Cup. Magic Cup, which I always get mangled about in my brain. Three my players from every Magic playing country uh, are headed to France where they will face off. Against one another. By watching the movie Face Off and then playing magic. It's <laughs> a requirement. Have pick, you have to pick a John Travolta, a Nick Cage, and then <laughs> all the other people. And this face skin. Oh! No. Oh, wait. Yeah, no, wait. You have to pick. There's a Nick Cage, a John Travolta, and the person sitting in the middle is the face swapper. Oh, the swap, like, happened. Yeah, the swap. Oh, nice. Perfect. All right. Anyway, what it really, what it really is... <laughs> It's a really unique tournament. It's like very, it's actually yes, kind of strange. it's really cool. Because like you can qualify for it by just going and playing the Nationals tournament, yes. which so is the, happening. The team captains are the top pro point earners yes. from each, from that country. Yeah. Uh, so for instance, Reed Duke is the U.S.'s team captain this year. Captain Duke. Um, and the other two people are determined by Nationals. Some of them have already happened. Yes. Big congrats to Autumn Burchett, BT, oh, yeah. who won English England. Nationals, I think, two weeks ago. Yeah. Um, and we harassed and her. And she just did. In, yeah, we, into, put, into wearing a Mary Poppins costume. As that's right. Costume. We tried to convince her to wear, wear a Mary Poppins and or chimney sweep costume. <laughs> she's going to get back to us on She'll that, by which I mean she said no. <laughs> yeah. But anyways, she also went on a tear. I don't think yeah, she, she didn't she, lose she didn't an lose. entire match no. that weekend. No, just took the whole place to waste. It was great. <laughs> so some of them are already determined. Yeah, some of them already yeah. happened this weekend in Richmond. U.S. Nationals is happening. The way that you qualify is you don't have to be a silver level, platinum level, gold level, even bronze level pro. You just need to have 500 Planeswalker points. That's right. And that's PWPs. You look, if you don't know how many you have and you've played like a GP or something, yeah, you've you, got you, it. You probably you've have probably them. probably got it. So, yeah, it's it's really unique in that way that it's not just a bunch of pros going to a tournament. It's um a couple of, it's like, the of, of course, the captain is, but then. It's all the big dreamers. The big dreamers. The big dreamers. Anybody the can win. And do you know what team. we were talking about? So before, before this, we were in Providence. Yeah. You remember? <laughs> do you remember? I <laughs> do, actually. <laughs> Believe when it or we not, were in Providence and um, the, the winning two weeks. The winning team was uh, 
Andrew Beckstrom, Martin Yuza, and Corey Burkhart. Yeah. And we were like, do you remember Andrew Beckstrom won, uh, like, was made the U.S.'s World Magic Cup team, like, four years ago. Did he before really? Before he was, like, you know, winning winning GPs with a guy who's no about to be way. on the Hall of Fame. I didn't know that. Yeah. Oh, that's adorable. So um, my point is, is that if you are on this year's World Magic Cup team for the U.S., four years from now, you, too, could be on a team <laughs> with Martin Musa. That's how it works. That's how that's it works. That's how it works. And, of course, the format of National is kind of cool because not only you're playing standard, which you might expect, you also get to draft. What? what? Yeah, it's awesome. You come in, you play. Is it's it, like a pro is it three, tour. four, three? Wait, it's like four rounds of constructed, and then three rounds remember. of draft, and then something like that. Yeah, something like that. But the the point is, it's a it's a combined format event, which you normally yeah. is normally only re- reserved for something like a pro tour. Um, I guess you could call like a team sealed multi-format if you make it to the top four but whatever um so it's it's really unique and neat and like we said like any dreamer can make the team if they happen to win nationals and uh i'm the world magic cup is cool because when you get there we alluded to autumn's costume is you get to represent your home country in a national dress or some kind of costume representing your country if you so choose if you so choose which i think is brilliant um and i'm very excited to see what people come up with this year because past years have been just epic i think mexico was given the title last year for best costume they all dressed as luchadors and it was in the just fantastic anyway great yeah that's what's happening so like so much team spirit so much fun what do you very cool think of uh draft going into this event do you know what we uh we got to draft a little bit while we were in boston Mm -hmm. my uh i've i've only drafted so the, my problem is that it's a little, I will say this, Excellent Draft is a little too straightforward for me. It's like fairly aggressive and there's some very defined archetypes. And if you stay within them, you're going to be doing the best, right? Like black, white vampires. Great. Um, if you're <laughs> like the, sorry, <laughs> Maria was trying to, Maria was trying to navigate her computer and I just kept, no, I didn't realize no, no. that I was using the pen to push the mouse around <laughs> while she was trying to operate the trackpad. Oh, anyways, um. Yeah, where were we? You're talking about a draft, and you're like, it's kind of yeah, straightforward. It's straight, do you feel the same way? Right, like the best decks are fairly straightforward. They're like red, white, aggressive dinosaurs, blue, green, merfolk, black, white vampires. Um, my favorite deck so far that I've drafted though has been a deck where I cast over overflowing insight with no islands in play. Yeah, it was great, beautiful. That was a four color deck uh, that played. Uh, snapping sailback, spine spineback, the big green dino. Sailback, made, yeah, the, yeah, that the makes flash other dino. dinos. Oh no, no, you mean thundering spineback? Thundering spineback, yeah. And uh, boneyard parley. I'm the only person to have yet <laughs> oh, tried boy. playing boneyard parley. And uh, over overwhelming insight. I two out with that sucker. It was you know, great. I think that we are kind of getting into a new. You know, like here's the thing: red, white, aggressive dinosaur dinosaurs. Good. Red, black, pirates, smash your face. Good. But also, um, I think we're kind of entering a phase where people are doing more creative things. Um, How good those end up being able to be because of the aggression of the other decks remains to be seen. I just want to say that my favorite kind of um, moment from from worlds was Kristen Calcano's cool auras draft deck that he built so many swashbucklings he had four copies of swashbuckling and was playing cards like blightkeeper which prior to this nobody was going to touch with a 10 foot pole but now everybody's like yeah like oh you know i'll take that it. bat i'll take that one one flying bat and slap an aura on it yeah like why not I just love stuff like that um i'm trying to find the format great <laughs> format a mixture of standard and booster draft. <laughs> okay, well, well. Okay. <laughs> that's what we said, so right. I guess we're right. Uh, Maria, what about standard, though? All right, so standard, we got our first kind of sniff of the new standard format with uh, <laughs> with Worlds. What did we sniff out? And the thing is, it was a little warped because at Worlds, the prize is literally $100,000. That's right. And you kind of want to play it safe because you want literally $100,000. Also, uh, a lot of players were talking about how with... Only 24 players in the field. Yeah. 
like a meta game of a 24 player tournament is so weird and difficult. It is. Because if it's like, oh, some of them were talking about like, hey, maybe there's like this black white token stack that people have been kind of talking about. Yeah. Maybe that's a thing. But it's like, what if half the field shows up like 12 people decide to play a deck with walking ballista and then, then you're just in terrible. trouble. Yeah. Like, right. Like decks would either be 0% or like 30% of the metagame as opposed to in a lot of bigger tournaments, it's like everything's kind of like 15 to 20 Yeah, or like 10 to 20. So, you know, it was a little weird for multiple reasons. People yeah. playing it safe versus this very strange, small mini metagame that we saw at Worlds. Um, and also not a lot of time, right? Um, some people are not a yeah. lot of time and you don't have a huge testing team. Like at the pro tour, sometimes a lot of teams will work together. So you have teams of 14, 15 people. And here is like teams of, you know, sometimes five, sometimes three, sometimes mm -hmm. one in the case of Shota. Yes. Yeah, so okay. So like uh, it was it was a different environment. We didn't see a whole lot of innovation. We saw Teamer was the deck that took it down. Teamer yeah. energy, pretty classic. I mean, like build. still a deck to beat for sure. Definitely still a deck to beat. A hundred percent. Got a little more counter magic in the main. Yes. It, and it can sideboard into a more controlling deck with Torrential mm -hmm. Gear Hulk, that kind of thing. Um Mono red still around, still a threat. Yep. Now has access to lightning bolt, so watch your face. Um, lightning strike. Lightning strike. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> lightning bolt. Whew. No, that would be pretty good. Lightning strike. So yeah. um, that happened. Blue black control was a deck which Megan well, has played a bunch of. We saw that there. It got the addition of the card search for Ascanta, which everybody is just getting so excited for. I'm our, very excited. Rightfully so. Uh, I two two blue black. Uh, search for his canted control decks made the top four. Yeah. Kelvin Chu, who a bunch of people were like, right? I hadn't heard of him. Who's this? He's a single he's a player from Singapore. Yeah. And then a bunch of people were like, yeah, like Kelvin Chu is just one he's of just the good. best players uh in the Asia Pacific region and maybe in the world. But like nobody knew it. And then he hit worlds and everyone's like, who's this? And he makes who's, the top four. Who's this cat, Kelvin Chu? Oh, uh, this yeah. guy's good at magic. Wait, this guy is very good at magic. Yeah, Josh Otter Layton had another classic blue-black control deck playing mm -hmm. Search for Ed's Kanta. And, of course, Shodi Asoka, right. the control dude, was playing a Grixis version yeah. with a red. So, uh, yeah, um, that was the metagame that we saw. But, of course, there's plenty of space. Mm -hmm. Online, you can search for decks that have been doing well in Magic Online. There's a red-white dinosaurs deck um, that I'm actually going to do a little video about, a little mini deck tech. So keep your eyes out, looking out outwards to towards the sun for that. And <laughs> Don't look at the sun. Don't. Yeah. This isn't what a medical podcast, but don't look at the sun. look at the sun. But don't look at What's the sun. What's wrong with me? Megan talked about a black-white tokens deck, obviously using Legion's Landing. I'm very excited for it. Just yeah, so. that could be very sweet. Um, but Nationals will be a way, a place for us to see. Uh, probably we're going to see some more brews, and I'm super, super excited. Same. Yeah. You know what You know what wizards like to do? What? Brew with children they put in a pot. Don't brew your deck with children. Like Actually, that's guy. fine as long as it's like with meaning cooperatively. <laughs> we have some delightful news to share with you. That's right. Uh, if you are on Twitter or if you aren't, perhaps you have heard of the account uh, Rosewater Stone. That's R-O-S-E-W-A-T-T-A stone uh of course a mashup between rosewater as in mark rosewater and rosetta stone yes uh and what this account does is uh it runs cards uh magic cards through multiple iterations of google translate uh and then <laughs> and then recreates the card but with the new text it's fabulous it's great it was developed by a group of cube enthusiasts in nebraska who are laughing their butts off at robo rosewater which is another yes. one of our favorite twitter accounts uh that's the one that taught a neural network or yeah. now, now it's several of them that they have running yeah. how to make magic cards essentially Perfect. and then it just churns out magic cards so uh you definitely you definitely want to follow this account they tweet out a new version of each each card at least once a day and we're going to share with you some of the ones that have tickled our funny bones the hardest and the most often that's right um and we so we asked them we're like how does this even get done and yeah. so it turns out uh so like they don't just like send it through the same set of languages every time it's no. like a random set of languages uh, and they actually like wrote a program that does it automatically so great that just runs it through and does and give, then gives them a couple of like it'll take one card and it will run it through translations like a couple of different times yeah and give them some options and they said the sweet spot is usually about 12 translations of a <laughs> That's card so cool uh, I love it so much. It's it's great. It's great. So here, yeah, some of some of the hits. 
Uh, first, we have Hazret the Fervent, which translates into, of course, Hazret. <laughs> Beautiful creatures, God. Quickly, Ooh. your hand is attacked by a dog or electric Hazret or more cards. You know, I hate when my hand is attacked by a dog. Two in a red, enter your credit card information. <laughs> <laughs> this is about the damage from enemies, Hazaret. <laughs> so not only are you getting hit by a 5-4 quickly creature, your hand is being attacked by a dog, and yes. you're having to put in your gosh darn credit card information. Yep. Hazaret, Monored, get wrecked. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Here we have Supreme Verdict, which has become the upper sentence. <laughs> and it's not a sorcery, it's I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Which is so wrong because if you cast Supreme Verdict, Are you kidding you're me? not sorry. If you get hit by it, you look at them in the eyes with your, your tears and you just wish they'd say, I'm look, I'm sorry for what I'm doing I'm to not you. I'm sorry. I'm not sorry when I cast this. And of course, here's the rules text of the upper sentence. Higher education cannot be abolished. Which all right. Good rule. That's a good, good rule. rule. A good Followed rule. by try all the animals. <laughs> You know, you don't want to go through life only having eaten beef. You know, what about yeah, lamb? All the animals. What about Lee chicken? one is not important to stop the rules, but it is serious, but left a warning to the scenario. So deep. So Great deep. flavor text. So, I'm sorry. So it's gone. about killed me right there. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> You're not sorry. Card type. I'm sorry. <laughs> Oh, this is another great Maria, one. I'll let you, I'll let you uh, oh, read this one. God. This is Charging Monstrosaur, uh, which is a 5-5 five, five for 5 with Trample and Haste. Okay, it has been changed into Monstrosaur Method. <laughs> with, the, with, the new, with the new rules text, Dance Fever. <laughs> okay, and the flavor text yeah, is also great. Yeah, I want to read the original flavor okay, text. Okay, yeah. Because I'm like... Scryfall typed in Scryfall. It was great. Oh, dance fever. I swear, wizards, if you're listening, please change. If a card has trample and haste, can we just errata that to say dance fever? Dance fever. It just makes Let's more just sense. Give all of them dance fever. It just okay. makes sense. So the original flavor text is I knew I should have stayed with the boat. Always stay with the boat. And here's the new flavor text. I know that there is no ship. The ship has gone down. <laughs> wow. 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 Dark. Dark. Poetic and dark. <laughs> Dance fever. I know that there is no ship. Dance fever. The ship has gone down. <laughs> wow. Wow. Wow, your reality smasher has some hard dance fever. Oh, Woo! All right, here we go. <laughs> <laughs> so this... Uh, this is pretty new. Uh, yeah. Long Tusk Cub. Yeah. Okay, what's the new name, Meg? <laughs> uh, long Tusk Sex. <laughs> on this card too. Yeah, so originally Long Test Cub, when it um, when it deals damage, you get two energy. Uh, but this simply says, Long Tusk Sex Contest. <laughs> two energy. Uh, well, Wizards is getting really creative with their mechanics with Long Tusk Sex Contest. Yes. Oh. Uh, flavor text, time to celebrate. <laughs> and isn't it really every time you participate in a Long Tusk Sex Contest? <laughs> I... <laughs> Please go so follow good. Rosewater Stone. It is incredible. So good. So what uh, <laughs> we're looking at Stoneforge Mystics. <laughs> <laughs> okay. We'll make you we'll make just you go, go find it for it. yourself. We'll, yeah. Give them a go follow. follow them. But what we okay. did is we said we love what you do. Can you please make two MTA exclusive Rosewater Stone cards? That's right. And we're going to read them now, but they will also be up on the account if you would like to see the glory that is the card with yeah. this text on it. Yes. And retweet into oblivion. Yes. Here you go. There are most iconic cards of the show. Megan and my favorite cards. That's right. Here we go. Our commanders. Our commanders. Yes. <laughs> here's, right. Oh, here's mine. Here's yeah. mine. Which is, of course, Exava, Rakdos Blood Witch. Yes. Which, if you don't know, she has Haste and First Strike, and she has Unleash, I believe, all three yeah. of those things. Um, and she's legendary. So here is... And she also has right other 
other creatures with plus plus and plus one counters have, have haste. haste as well. Yeah, let's double, let's double, triple check. How could you not know? I don't know. She has yeah. so many words on her. First okay. haste, unleash. Each other creature you control with a plus one, plus one counter on it has haste. Yeah, she has okay. a legendary creature, human cleric. The new version of Exavir Rectos Blood Witch is called Rats, where the test blood is. <laughs> her creature type is Ancient Dynamic Human Monk, which if that's what people say about me after I'm gone, I'll be happy. Yeah. She has the me- mechanic First Strike instantaneously. So even better than First Strike. Yeah. It's first, first Strike. Um, <laughs> Her rules text goes on to say free. And this is this is the mechanic free. Yeah. Uh, the creature plus one plus one solution cans is the first possible. It is restricted to plus one plus one, even more even series. <laughs> Get it call judge on that one. Um it also has the text null plus one plus one clothing and all other animals. <laughs> Rats where the test blood is. High and five. All other animals. And all other animals. Okay, mine is obviously Treasure Cruise. Yep. Uh the sorcery that has delve. Uh, and it draw three cards. Yeah. The best, some of the best text there is in magic. Yeah. Uh, here's treasure cruise now. House. <laughs> magic. <laughs> Smart. Like a, a bucket, like a bucket, like money, but a stranger. <laughs> Give us cards. Give us cards. <laughs> Clap in water or enjoy the other. I mean, that's really strong life advice. Clap in water, enjoy the other. Give Wait, us cards. Is give my us cards. Favorite, is my favorite version of Give us cards. Cruise. Because, like, if you clap in water, it's really hard. Yeah. So either you do what's hard or you enjoy or what enjoy you've already other. got going yeah. on. Smart. Deep. Like a bucket like money, <laughs> but a stranger. <laughs> Everybody, it's time for a crack a pack, Ixalan style. Yeah. Uh, Maria. Yes. We have not yet to say what game we're playing today. What game are we playing today? Today we are gonna play. Um, oh boy, this is a game we haven't uh, played for a while, which is pick, lick, or flick. Ooh, that's right. So this is our version of, you know, the old classic car game. Mary have relations with or murder, wow. which I'm sure you know by its more common name, something else. Uh, okay, so <laughs> pick, lick, or flick. Uh, we're going to pick three cards in this pack and Ooh. choose if we're going to pick them, lick them, or uh, flick them way on uh, the heck out we of there. I know what our rare is because this one, the double face. Oh, yeah. It's, it's primal amulet. Primal so we'll amulet. put that in the first one. Okay. So we've got primal amulet slash primal wellspring. Yep. Um, run aground. Okay. And Dire Fleet Interloper. Okay, great, 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 Ooh, great, 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 is, great. This is good. This is good. Okay, I've, I've got it. Uh, you've got it? I think our answer is going to okay. be different for this one. But I'm going to pick uh, Run Aground. Okay. This is a solid bounce spell. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to lick Dire Fleet Interloper. Yeah. Um, because, you know, it's an explorer and they've got a great boat. Yeah. And yeah, I'm yeah, going to yeah. flick Primal Amulet because ain't nobody ever transformed that land. <laughs> that's true. Uh, I'm going to, I'm going, I am going to pick Dire Fleet Interloper. Okay, that's Lick defensible. Run Aground. Mm-hmm. Um, just because, you know, everybody likes to lick a boat in the ocean. <laughs> Megan Wolf, 2017. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, Direfleet Interloper, like, this is an impressive, you know, it's an impressive little pirate. It got it has Explore, which we talked about. Yeah, it if, has Menace. If you can get a, get a counter on this thing, it's very annoying. For exactly. It's like, can be real tough on them. All right. Real tough. Awesome. All right, here we go. Okay. Uh, we've got Fire Cannon Blast. Nice. Mm. That's a spicy one. Unknown Shores. Okay. And... Dark Nourishment. Wow. Ooh. Do you know what? I have not yet cast Dark Nourishment. Really? Really. Oh, you you've, you haven't lived. You really? That seems like you want to cast that card. I mean, I like it, obviously. Okay. All right. I am definitely picking Fire Cannon Blast because that card is great. Yeah. It's in a good aggressive color, and it's just a fantastic removal spell. Yeah. Uh, I am going to lick... <laughs> God, unknown You're, shores because I'm not yeah, licking you are dark not nourishment. licking dark nourishment. No that way. is fair. That would be horrifying. This would be terrible. Actually, do I, I'm going to go back and change my second answer to I'm licking. Nope, I'm licking run aground. Never mind. Primal amulet looks kind of weird. Now I'm now we're just licking like this rock outcropping. Exactly. I mean, it's there's worse things. There's worse things. This is like kind of I like did. a nice little cove that this pirate boat is in. I did kiss the Blarney Stone, which was essentially licking a giant rock, which. 
I stood in line for for several hours. Oh, and think about all the people. Oh, that it have. was so gross, Don't. Megan. I never would. It was wet. Gross. Of course it was. Of course <laughs> so, it was. I, I did won't. meet a nice Australian in line who we'd had a nice discussion about geography of the U.S. <laughs> yeah. Just imagine what's waiting around the bend. Pocahontas. No, uh, it's <laughs> Captain Lantern. <laughs> What? Just imagine what's raiding around the bend. I added the river part because this sounds like it the does. lyrics to a Pocahontas. Just around the river bend. To just around the river bend. But yeah, I agree. Fire cannon blast, just great. Yep. Dark nourishment is just a little too expensive yeah, it's, for my taste. It's kind of expensive. It'll get and the, the job done. the fact that fire but... cannon blast, you can deal six to something. Yeah. It's just great. Worth it. Great. But the art is horrifying. Yeah. It's like... Oh my god, what is even happening in this? They suck in the life force out of him. He is. It's terrifying. Oh my god. <laughs> Megan's having a moment over here. Ugh. No. Thank you. Oh, you. Like sucking the evil out, actually. I don't know. They're feeding off. Encampment of it. keeper. Okay. Costly plunder. And Sailor of Memes. Sailor of Memes. Ooh, this is this is tough. This is a good one. So this is like a two. You gotta ask yourself which style of deck you want to play. Yeah. Essentially. You know, I think I'm going to pick Sailor of Memes. Yeah. Um, I like treasure. Obviously, I like casting cards that are off color. Yeah. For what I've drafted, uh, the fact that you can cast off color cards in this set without running any lands. Like, yeah. I just want to continue to exploit that. Yeah. We saw a Burning Suns avatar cast off of Zero Mountains the other day. Yeah. We witnessed great. it. Great, great, great. What are um, you licking? I think I'm licking... Wow. Do you want to lick this horrifying dog is the question on the table. Or do you want to lick this... Frasca. This stone arm that she's wielding. She's wielding a stone arm. You know, Encampment Keeper, Well, that's cool. I believe that this dog can be a happy dog if you're, like, kind to him. Okay. So I'm going to lick the Encampment Keeper in hopes that, you know, I'll be like, you don't have to be a guard dog. You could just be, a, you know, a front of... I hope you know this pet. dog is a vampire. What? <laughs> no, it's not as a hound. I, I just feel like it's definitely been vamped. It's got red glowing eyes and sharp pointy incisors. Do vamps vamp dogs? dogs? Great question. <laughs> If you know Vamp Vamp's dog, please tweet us. Cause I Do don't Vamp's know. Vamp dogs? We need to know. Yes. I mean, in the lore. Please use the hashtag Vamp's Vamp dog. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to pick Encampment Keeper because I like to draft uh, black, white uh, vampires. And this card is a nice little finisher in vampires. And I'm just going nice. to lick the Sailor of Means, I guess, because I don't want to lick. If I lick Vraska, I'm terrified she's going to turn gonna to turn stone. You're going to turn to stone. You so can't lick costly plunder. You will turn to stone. Okay. All right. We've got, this is our last one because we've okay. only got five left. All right. Oh, ooh, we've got a foil. foil. We have a foil. Mark of the Vampire. Uh, a Favorable Winds and a Sky Terror. Ooh. Ooh. Okay. Yeah. So, oh boy. Do you know what? I'm, I'm picking this Sky Terror. Okay. This card is just great. It is great. Two mana, two, two flying with Menace. So good. Solid. A, a plus. I'm going to pick this Mark of the Vampire because I want to do dumb things um, like the calculator did with his draft deck. And also because, you know, we played with this card before, actually. Yeah. And we saw it happen this weekend and we've seen it a, a whole bunch. You're behind. And then all of a sudden. It swings. You're winning. <laughs> it swings a game. So. It does. It's, it's a very good. It's a risky, risky bet, but I'm going to take it. As all R's are, but it yep. has a good payoff. As a real good payoff. It does. Uh. I'm going to lick favorable wins. Yeah. Look at these two happy drakes. I'm definitely licking the wins. They're just two happy drakes playing. They're cute. And you know what? I've never seen cast that card. <laughs> I've never seen this card cast either. Isn't that funny? I want to see this card cast. Me too. All right. Well, there you have it. Another game of pick, lick, or flick in the books. Of That's course, right. this is going into the pile of cards that will be given away in our Patreon giveaway, along with <clears throat> one of these awesome buy a box packs, which you can get if you pre-order Ixalan or whatever. So keep that in mind for next time for the next set. There's uh, Rebecca Gway lands in here um, and, and some foils and like really cool stuff. So like that's going in the prize if you pre pool. If you pre-order those, those boxes, you can get buy a box promos. They're pretty neat. <laughs> that's this episode of Magic the Amateuring in the wide, wide world of magic. That's right. Thanks again for hanging out with us one time. 
one that time, was this one time. This time. Not saying that you don't hang out with us other times. Yeah. But we'll thank you for those other times, those other times Later. that you listen. Thank you to everybody who supports us on Patreon. Patreon.com slash MTACast is the place to go to help us get up to 600 patrons mm-hmm. or more. You know, if Ooh. it goes, we're very close to 600. So if it goes past yes. that, I'll be the happiest little pig in the puddle. So that's right. Thank you to everyone who helps us get there. To mange comme un cochon. To people who eat like pigs, <laughs> I include myself in that <laughs> statement. And of course, thank you to Card Kingdom, cardkingdom.com slash cast, the number one best place to buy anything you need related to magic or read their awesome blog. Do it all at cardkingdom.com slash cast. Don't forget to tweet at us with the hashtag vampspampdogs <laughs> on our Twitter. Please at don't. M- at MTA cast. What? Yes, I really want people. No, I people. mean, please don't forget. Oh, please don't forget. Yeah. Yeah. I really want people. I need to see the hashtag vamps, vamp dogs. <laughs> <laughs> and, and your opinion on whether vamps do or do not vamp dogs. Yeah, yeah. We need to know. We, we need, need to, to know. know. 